talk about this. It's, I was reading through my, I wrote a journal as I was out there and um, it was really nice putting things back together and realizing where I was before going, what happened out there and now coming back. So it's just very quick, just a few kind of pictures of things that we did, things that were happening in my heart and the team's heart and um, yeah, so first of all, um, just a massive thank you to everyone for the money that was raised in order for us to go. Um, I got to admit, I was a bit worried, <laughs> especially we come to the end where we had still quite a lot of like thousands still to raise. Um, but naturally, as God does it always, um, we raised enough just before we went out. And um, the reason why we went to Albania is that. So I went as a part of a group um, of us New Wine Hub, Bristol Hub interns, and majority of them go to a church called Woody's. And they, in Woody's church, they partner with a church out in Albania. So it was quite nice to be part of like a partnership. So we knew that when we got there, some of the stuff we were going to be running ourselves, but also a lot of the stuff, you know, the church over there had organized naturally. And then we were just volunteering, helping out with stuff that they were doing already. So we got there very late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. And the first thing we did, obviously, on Sunday morning, went to church. Um, I was, I've never been to church in a different country before. So Albania, if you don't know, is just north of Greece. It shares its south border with Greece. And I've never been to a church abroad before. And I didn't know whether it's like this in all churches, but they sang basically exactly the same songs that we sang, just in a different language, and that was exactly it. We were told that before we went there that it was a bit more of a conservative church in the sense that women weren't allowed to preach, but as you can see there, there were like three women to the right and um, a gentleman singing there. So although, and we found that throughout the whole week, although women weren't allowed to preach in church, they basically ran the whole show for the whole week. So um, it was quite funny. We were also told that we had to dress quite conservatively, um, which all the women are doing there. Uh, so that was church and it was really lovely we kind of sat at the back we didn't you know try and impose or anything and people would come up I really liked it they very uh, very you know they'd go up to each other but a lot of handshaking see any see any and the the men would uh, do this nod head where they would just touch heads and that would be their hello how are you so it was very funny and the ladies would kiss each other on the cheek and it's a nice way of, like, interesting how we welcome people in different cultures. So straight away, we got straight into the culture on Sunday. Um, we weren't too sure in the back. We're like, right, we know the English words. Do we sing the English words or do we sing their words? So half of us were kind of doing a bit of both. The first three days, we were doing a lot of prep work. I found this quite hard. I kind of wanted to jump in straight into what the church were doing and... Um, yeah, volunteering with them and running things and getting out with the kids and, um, yeah, just going for it. Um, I felt like we'd had 10 months of raising money and waiting for this trip and praying into it. And then the first three days, we're kind of just sitting there, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, just kind of... And we've been a bit of a tourist, and I really didn't like that. I thought, um, I want to get over. But in a way, now looking back, I can really understand that time of time to gel as a team, time to... Um, make a lot of the resources we had made many resources before going out there um and it was nice to as you can see they practiced some face painting on each other um before we practiced it on the kids otherwise that'd be a bit of a disaster um and this was a good time because we saw where different people there's some people who are really 
from the team that, oh, I want to get involved in kids' work, or I'm a bit scared. And there was a lot of time in, in those three days where we were praying for each other and worshipping together, which was really nice. This is just a little bit of what the country looked like. So we were in this kind of, we were in a place called Dulez, which is west. So the capital city is a place called Tirana, which is like in the middle of the country. And we were just west on the west coast. So it was a massive, like most cities, but it has a massive divide between rich and poor. And this is kind of the poor area, which is where we were. We stayed in a Bible institute. Um, and this is what we saw every day, kind of large pieces of land with a random horse or two sheep on it um, with a football field. Um, and it's just really interesting to see the different in culture. And then about 20 minute walk, you had this skyscrapers, casinos, palm trees. The mayor has planted 100,000, I think. Yeah, 100,000 palm trees in the whole of the city. They line every single avenue and the city centre, and it's very much obvious that he's trying to put his money and, you know, try and bring people to that area, bring tourists and capital in, um, but then not spend any money on the poor areas. So the divide is kind of getting a bit bigger. Um, and you can really see that in the country with the people spending their time in the nice areas rather than the poorer ones. So on Wednesday, it was the first day that we kind of did proper stuff, I suppose. We went up to the mountains, a place called Ulez, and it was just beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, just mountains and lakes and absolutely lovely. And someone decided that at midday, oh, sorry, at midday we should do some kids' ministry. Now, midday is the hottest time of the day. It's probably about 40 degrees we were probably reaching then. And we were singing and dancing and playing the guitar and doing balloon modelling and... Um, I think it was the first time a lot of the people in the team had like been in that heat. Um, so yeah, that was very interesting. And we were waving at the people in the houses because all the people don't go out in that time. They go out like till about 11 and then they come back and then they don't go out again till like five. So we were all like, we were like shouting like, see any, which is, how are you? Are you, you know, are you okay? In their houses. And they're just laughing at us being outside, being like, <laughs> yes, Yeni, like, what are you doing outside? You know, you need to stay indoors and keep cool. This is the leader of the church that we went to. Um, his name is Gensi, and he is originally from Albania. He went to America. He's a lecturer and speaks amazing English and got a PhD in theology, I think, and then came back to Albania and set up this church. And um, he's a very wise guy, very much knows what he's doing. He was great to be around, and he also taught us a little bit kind of on the days that we were with him just um, things that he had learned about the culture or this is what you're going to see next so it was quite nice to have almost like a helping hand throughout the week so this is us in the heat of the day all these children are running around and it's amazing I'm sure I don't know if anyone's been to a foreign country or done this kind of work before but just again that simple joy that children have of bubbles and balloons and you know, singing and dancing, even if they don't really know what you're singing because it's in a different language. They just enjoy the presence of other people and the um, just being together as well. Yeah, this was wonderful. We, a coach trip came up to this part and three of us uh, were doing like a little kind of prayer walk. We've been sent out to do this prayer walk and there was a massive coach load of people and I think they were from Italy, Italy and France and Spain, those kind of countries, come to Albania randomly. Ulez is about a three hour drive in the middle of nowhere. So why they went there, I'm not too sure. There's nothing there. There's a church on the top, but it's not a big church. It's a very small church. But they all came in there like, gosh, there must have been two coach loads, so 
maybe like 80 people, I don't know, quite a lot. And then um, one of the people that I was in this prayer walk with was just bold and just said, oh, we're, we're from this uh, hub, we know, wondering, we're doing like Jesus stuff, can we pray for you, you know, can we pray for you on your trip? And the leader of the coach, I thought he was just going to be like, oh, no, no, we've got to get on our way, you know, we're going to go, you know, and he was like, yeah, of course. So there we are, like, gathering them around we got them all like in a circle and um like we're just praying for them and it was just again just this kind of like wow what you know what is, what else is god going to do um in this week so this was a bit more of a like kind of touristy day this we went to the capital city um yeah i found this quite uncomfortable to be honest just like smiling but being a bit like i want to be doing stuff um so yeah, this was up a cable car, very lovely. Um, now, this is part of the stuff that we got involved in. So we all kind of split off. We had a big team, well, a team of about 14 people. And each day, four or five went to do different things. So um, I'm not sadly didn't get involved in this. But four of the girls that were at the back, they got involved in their sweet mess. So Albania don't have a like social system. So there are no benefits. So... If mum and dad get divorced and mum has to stay up and looking after the children, she doesn't get any child welfare or child money for looking after the children. And same with disability. If, if a child has a physical or mental disability, there are no homes or shelters or schools specifically for that. So parents normally have to give up their work to stay at home to look after the children. And then because of that, they don't receive any money or income. So they just get naturally poorer and poorer. So the church offers this amazing school. They um, invite all these people in. And every week they have kind of what they, well, they call it a sweet mess. Um, and it's just for parents and families and people who've got um, yeah, mental or physical disabilities to come and, you know, just have a bit of like respite and fun and care and also to learn and educate them. And that was really great. Uh, three nights of the week. So like I said, they stay in all day. Well, in the heat of the day. And then four or five o'clock they come out. And we had a lovely plaza area, just where our Bible Institute was. And there were people. And naturally, people around six, seven o'clock, they come out of their houses. That's where they socialize. They're all on this plaza area. You've got mums, dads, children, grandparents. They all just come out of their homes. And it's just like a big just social gathering, I suppose, every night. And so we knew that's where people were. Um, so three nights of the week we ran kind of a children's ministry. So we, the lady on the left, it's quite hard to see, in a purple dress, she was from the church and she translated everything for us because the children, um, the country don't know English at all. And the, so each day we did, God created you, God loved you, God has a plan for you. So those were like three sessions. And we just ran it as just like, quick game bit of a bible story and then um a craft would take something to take home with them and we found just the respect that these children had that they like there was a bag of sweets and there were 100 sweets in this bag and 30 children came instead of they had little hearts on them god loves you and you know instead of like taking a handful or wanting you know taking one and then coming back for another they just took one and that was it and they were happy with that and uh, we were just thinking like if that was done in britain the amount of kids who would run to want another one or get a big fistful and, you know, that kind of, the entitlement that almost like our children or even us, like, have to think that we, you know, they were just so happy with the one. And we found that throughout the whole week and that was just really humbling of 
like these kids have nothing. This is just one sweet. We've got, they could have three each, but one is enough. Um, so that was really powerful. Another thing that we did was we ran a uh, women's evening because women are kind of are a second class in the Albanian um, culture system. Um, we ran an evening just for them to sing together and pray. And we did some crafts. Um, and um, I was on the foot washing, which I was very adamant I wanted to do. And just care after these women. And things, simple things like um, nail painting. Only married women can afford to paint their nails. So to paint their nails, they were all kind of coming out of the church being like, oh, I'm, you know, like a married woman. You know, they felt, they felt in, you know, like rich. They felt... Um, pampered and um, and the heartbreaking stories we had we had like a little prayer corner and we really felt the stories that these women were sharing we had one woman who um, husband and son are now in Australia for 10 years she's been applying for her visa and each year it's not coming and that kind of prayer of like I've kept my faith in Jesus that he it's going to arrive and that he is good but this year I've just it's 10 years now and I just have no faith anymore and I can't you know I can't I don't know where where is Jesus in this and where is God in this? Um, and so we prayed for her and just, you know, kind of just for comfort and for peace. And um, the likelihood is that visa probably will never come because she doesn't have any skills. So Australia probably will never, you know, give her a visa. So it's just the kind of um, peace to give to her. It's also a lot of young women in the church, which is really nice to see. But the church and the culture is very much pressurizing that they need to find husbands they need to have children they need to um create a family and so just kind of um freedom for them to go and get an education um which isn't something that the country really promotes um for young women this verse really stood out for me throughout the whole week um just about how god is not a god just for us but he's a god for everyone um, that he is a father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows. And like I said, because there's no social support, for those kids that mum and dad do go away, or you know, widows whose husbands have died, they don't get any social security, they don't get any money, so again, they just get poorer and poorer. And we had the delight of like visiting one of these widows. Um, and again, they've got no money, but so hospitable to give you juice and to give you local produce from the market and to sit down with you. And she asked us to pray for her. And the big thing she asked to pray for was money. She wanted provision. But her grandson, who's not pictured here, so her grandson lives with her because his mum's died. So her, the, gra- the widow's daughter has died. And so the grandson now lives with her, but he also lives part-time with his dad. Um, but his dad physically abuses him, emotionally abuses him. But because there's no social state, there's no social workers, there's no court of law, you know, they can't stop the son from seeing the dad, you know, unless the son actually says, I don't want to go, you know. They can't, there's no enforcement that can happen. Um, And so she just really said, you know, his grades are getting lower and lower and he's just not in a safe place. So pray for safety for him. Um, and you could just really see her heart for her family and um, wanting the best for them. This was another family that we saw. And the two girls, the girl on the left with the green um, and the girl with the blue shirt next to me, um, their mum and dad 
have uh, left them. They're now orphans. Their dad uh, uh, ran away to Italy and is now in prison in Italy. And their mum, because of the whole divorce thing, if you get divorced, a new father coming in is not expected to love the children because it's like, oh, they're not my children. So I have, there's no, like, authority. How do you explain it? Like, yeah, responsibility, yeah, to love them. Um, and so that's really sad. So quite often, because if mum and dad get divorced and mum has to look after the children, she's not getting any money. So the only way to kind of get money is to marry again for her husband to get money into the family. But if that father's not going to love the children, then quite often the mum will go to another country, get married and send money back to the children. But it means that the children are left without a father and mother. That this family were really quite good. They are left with their grandmother. Um, and the woman on the right is their auntie. So they do have a bit of family around them. But they're still living without that kind of parental love. And that was really hard to see. And the girl on the right is the oldest one. And she, um, she was kind of saying... So the church offers a school, so they go to the school to learn English and maths and um, build up their skills on top of their normal school. And she was saying, oh, I like the school, but I don't like God. I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, participate in that. And it was actually, we found massive breakthrough in prayer for this, these, this family because for the first time ever, we did like an English slash Albanian youth night on the Friday and they came and that was the first time they'd ever stepped into church and just, again, these, like, stories of kind of people starting to trust, people starting to come back um, slowly and surely. But, yeah, that was powerful. I don't think I can play this, but this is now going on to the English and Albanian night. Um, and a lovely, one of the girls, like, sang over them, and it was just beautiful, but I don't think I can access it. That was just me talking to them. Um, so this is it. Oh, I don't know why I've got that. Um, so, yeah, this was just a bit more of a fun evening for people just to, you know, with masks and dancing. And it's quite funny because on the left, they taught us like an Albanian dance, which was very coordinated and they all knew what they were doing. And then on the right, we were like, oh, we need to teach them a British dance. We're thinking, there is no British dance. So at the end, we did the Macarena. And um, what's the one that's like right step right now? Two hops right now. Yeah, that cha-cha slide, that's it. Which I don't think either of them are British dancers. So, <laughs> so that was that. Um, and then this is it now. So that's our team that we went with on the left. Um, so yeah, there were uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen of us all together. Um, and then the right is this family that came to the youth night, even though they never stepped into church before. And the lady in the blue next to me is um, named, called, named called Clara, and she is just amazing. She has a family of her own, but decided with, like, she just volunteers all her time now to the church to um, educate the children in the school, and she's grown, grown a really great relationship with these two young ladies, um, and teaches them English and extra maths and... Um, yeah, just a really good presence in their life. And I think the thing that I took away is that there's all these different women throughout the whole week um, who are translating for us and teaching the children. There's like four main women, and they're all above 30. And apart from this lady, they're all not married. And that's quite a taboo subject for a woman above 30 to like not be married. Um, 
And I just don't think they realised like, how great they were, like how amazing they were that they were spending their time doing such good work. Um, but their culture just like doesn't see that or doesn't value that. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So I think for me, I think big kind of like prayer points that I know that I'm going to keep praying about um, is kind of the lost, you know, population, the kind of children, mothers, you know, people that widows that just kind of get lost in the system without any social security. Um, and also those women in the church who are just continually volunteering and giving their time, but just almost not being like respected for that um, and undervalued. Should we pray for Katie?